Hey guys, welcome back to the Real Love Podcast. We are so excited uh, that you're here. Uh, and I just want to take a minute, like we always do, and say how proud I am of you for investing in yourself and what God wants to do in and through you. I'm very excited about what we're going to talk about today. Uh, really excited about uh, the potential that it could cause in your life, and not only in your life, but the people around you. And so, hey, let me take a moment. And uh, maybe you're just now joining us. It is our deepest desire that you would go so far beyond the potential that you ever thought was possible for your life. Uh, and if you were to go back in January and February, you're going to see we talked about having a personal growth plan, and we talked about how you can make an impact and a difference in your relationships and how you can grow together. Those are just really big values for us, and really we think that those are the things that lead to a just really fulfilling life, and that's what we want for you. We want a fulfilling life, but also a life where, um, I mean, you, you're proud of the eternal impact that you made. And so, again, if you don't have a personal growth plan, can I encourage you? Uh, that's uh, Go back to January, check that out. Uh, me and Pastor uh, give you some really um, uh, intentional and specific tips on how to create that. I also want to encourage you, if you do have a growth plan, and we talked about this some in January, but it's worth repeating, if you do have a growth plan, one of the biggest things for me, one of the things that have set apart my growth the most in the last three years is having a time every week where I review that growth plan. So for me, it's from four to five every Thursday. It's kind of the end of my office week. And so I, I do a lot of stuff in there. We'll talk about that one day, just practical growth stuff. But I review my growth plan and my wife's growth plan. And really what I used to put in notes on every line, but what I've done now is I just highlight it either red, yellow, or green. Red means it's not moving forward. Yellow means it could be going better. And green means, hey, this is great. And what I'll do is I just copy it and I paste it and I email it to four or five people who give me feedback, who I know who are praying for me. But it's huge. So either way, I digress. I just want to remind you that you are believed in. You really are. And most importantly by God, but by us, uh, we believe there's a massive call in your life to win the world around you. And so we're going to get into uh, today, and uh, I, I just, I, I, it's hard for me to take a moment. I'll tell you how proud I am of you for taking this time, how much I love you. Um, and for you just to review that uh, growth plan, we want you to grow and to just be so blown away by how God uses you. So hey, I want to get into really having some forward motion. I believe that all of us, uh, really no matter out of your personality type, whether you're a Enneagram person or a Myers-Briggs person or, or whatever, uh, however you view the type of personality you have, everybody has at least one facet of their life, if not a, mul if, if not a bunch of facets of their life where you want to move forward. Uh, maybe for you, you're big on relationships. You want to see your relationships progress and move forward. Maybe you're big on tasks. You like to check off boxes. Uh, you, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a big relationship guy, but I got to be honest with you. I love checking something off. I have sticky notes on my desk, and man, when I get to mark something off, it is euphoric. I love it. Uh, but we all have things that we want to move forward, and maybe, again, something on your growth plan. Maybe it's something you're wanting to do like physically. Maybe it's something professionally, but we all have things that we want to move forward. And, and part of how we move things forward, especially big things, is we move those things forward by, by having influence, by 
being able to get other people involved in what we're trying to accomplish, what we feel like God has called us to do. And what I want to talk about today a little bit is I, I want to talk about, hey, how do you gain influence? It doesn't matter if you're a student, it doesn't matter if you're a parent, it doesn't matter if you're a leader of a team, it doesn't matter if you're a coach, it doesn't matter where you find yourself, we all want to gain influence because if you're listening to this podcast, you want to make people's lives around you better. And so if you want to make people's lives around you better, you want to have influence. And so the question is, how do I gain influence? I think that's a huge question. If you've never asked that question, stop for a second, use them pauses for a moment and think, how do I gain influence? Have you ever asked that question? Have you ever processed that intentionally? Hey, how do I gain influence? And think about the people in your life that you want to make their life better. Maybe again, maybe it's your spouse, maybe it's your kids, maybe it's your friends, maybe it's your coworkers, maybe it's the people that you lead. But who who around you do you want to make their life better? And then have you ever asked that question, how do I gain influence with this person. And so this is a huge question. First of all, if we're not careful, we're very me-centered people. Uh, I Well, maybe you're better than me. I know that I can be a very me-centered person, uh, but whenever you stop and ask that question, how can I gain influence? How can I add value to these people that I care about? You start to think about them. And it's huge. That's that's this type of leadership that Jesus modeled, and that's the, how we gain the most influence. But whenever it comes to gaining influence with people, when it comes to adding value to people, there's one way among all the ways. There's one way where we can gain leadership influence. We gain influence, relational influence in somebody's life the fastest, and that is by solving problems. Solving problems. And so I'm telling you, if you have someone in your life you want to get influence with, you have someone in your life you want to add value to, ask them, hey, what's the biggest problem you're facing right now? And you know what? You may not be able to solve that problem. If somebody says, well, you know, I have $10,000 in credit card debt, maybe you cannot pay that off. But I bet there's very few people in their life that text them every Monday and say, hey, I'm praying for financial freedom. Hey, hey, is there anything I can do? Can I provide some accountability? What can I do? I'm telling you, it is a game changer. When you help somebody solve a problem, there is some, especially a spiritual problem, especially a relational problem. When you do something like that, it connects people in a way that is just so, so special. And it puts you in a place in their life that is just, it's really rare. And again, here we we believe in the Bible. And so what I want to do is I want to stop and take a second and look and highlight that throughout the Bible, um, throughout the history of Christian leaders, there have been people who this is how they gain influence by solving problems, right? It, first of all, God did it. God did it. In Isaiah uh, 37, it says, Have you not heard? Long ago I ordained it. In the days of old I planned it. Now I have brought it to pass. God solved a problem. And again, we you talk about sin. There's so many things where God solved a problem. But we'll use a person. Noah did it. Uh, Noah received uh, explicit instructions to build an ark. He finished its construction in 120 years, exactly how God had told him. A a well-built ship that withstood months of flooding. So God had something that he wanted done, and Noah stepped in and did it. Uh, I love uh, a, a female leader that comes to mind is Queen Esther. 
the people of Israel, all the Israelites were going to be, they were going to be slaughtered. There was going to be a genocide. But she stepped up and she put her life on the line to solve the problem that needed to be solved. And actually, maybe you don't know this, the Jewish people still celebrate a holiday called Purim, which is when Esther went before that king uh, to plead the case of the Israelites. Either God has called people all throughout history to solve problems. And listen, the most important problems that face us today are people problems. And so first I want us to see and know, hey, when it comes to um, gaining influence, when it comes to helping people, helping them solve problems is the number one way. But I, I want to stop for a moment here and say, hey, what is the number one thing stopping us from solving problems for others? What is the number one thing halting us from getting involved in the issues that other people face? And I really do believe it's because we've gotten distracted. I believe distraction is massive. It's huge. Uh, I think that that's why, you know, on average, the average American right now has nine hours of screen time a day between TV and cell phone and all that kind of stuff. I think that our world is set up to distract us from the people who might be sitting right beside us on a regular basis who are in desperate need to have some problems solved. And solving problems is not about making people projects. It's not about making yourself feel good. It's about stopping and knowing the most important thing, the only thing that's going to last in eternity are people. And so it's about stopping and saying, hey, what matters most? People matter most. And so what I want to encourage you is bring your eyes. And so that's something we'll say at, at Faith Promise is, hey, the most important thing you're bringing to work with you, the most important thing you bring on the weekend is your eyes to see people, to see situations that you need to step into and bring peace, that you need to step into and bring life change. And so I know while we've been talking, God's revealed some revelation to you, revealed, hey, you know, you do, you you are a person of influence. You are a leader. Hey, you want, you want to gain influence with people. Well, how do you do that? Oh, okay, I solve problems. But you, you help them solve problems. And, but, and I'll tell you, me personally, there are some people that I text every Monday, and they're my mentors. They're way beyond me in leadership and professionalism, and, and they, their, their marriages are they're, they're far along in their marriage than me. Their kids are older than mine. And so I wouldn't say that I have the ability to answer their professional or spiritual questions, but I still text them every Monday and say, hey, I love you. I'm praying for you. Is there anything specific I could do for you this week? And it lets them know, hey, this person is here for me. And so I, I want to encourage you. I believe that we could see so much more life change if we said, hey, I'm going to be a person of spiritual influence. I'm going to help people solve problems. And I'm going to do that by actually seeing people, by seeing people. And so, hey, let me, let me add one more bit of value to you. Uh, because this is our calling. Whenever you boil down, because you know we all have different uh, positions. I work at, at Faith Promise Church as the as the chief of staff, and I I do that. And there's people listening who are doctors, or people who are listening who are stay at home moms. There's people who are listening all students all across the spectrum. 
who do different things, but whenever you boil down our calling, our calling is all about what we've been talking about. How do we add value to people? How do we help people overcome whatever issue, whatever challenge is facing them? That is our calling. We can all be unified in that. We want to help people win their world. We want to help them live what Jesus talked about in John 10, 10, the abundant life, life and life to the full. In that same verse in John 10, 10, it says that Jesus came to give us the abundant life, but the devil, the enemy came to steal kill and to destroy. And so there's a there's a war raging and we have a calling to help people live that abundant life. And so I want to encourage you. And we'll talk about this more, but I wanted to give you really practical things that you can think about, you can pray about, you can journal about um, as as you are growing uh, to your full potential. And you have a calling. Uh, you have an inward calling of where God has called you to to uh, to focus, to think about most, to make to orient your life around. And and that that's something that we have to do consistently. We have to stop consistently and say, Hey, what is my life about? What am I going to give my best to? And that's that's what we do. We have to make an internal decision before we can make an external representation of it. So we have to make sure that we have our internal calling set, that we know, hey, my internal calling is to add value to people, is to help them to become more than they ever thought they could be. And then it moves to an outward calling. And again, our outward calling is going to be to help people, to add value to people. And here's here's what I want you to think about. Um, and and this this is uh, I I I just I love these parameters so much. And as you start thinking about, hey, how do I add value to people? How do I pursue people. Here's what I want you to pray for, okay? I, I want to give you, I, I know prayer can be confusing. I know prayer can be uh, challenging, but I want to give you three things to pray for specifically. And first thing I want to I ask you to pray for is an eagerness, an eagerness. So you talk about, hey, I want to invite people. I want to help people solve problems. I want to help people live the abundant life. I want you to pray and ask God to make you eager for that. I have to pray that. I have things that I want in life. I have distractions that I live with. I have to take time every morning and pray that God would make me eager towards my calling of helping people towards what God's called them to. I want you to pray for an eagerness. I want you, and this is a weird one, this is a hard one. I want you to pray for an obligation. Now, that sounds crazy, right? An obligation, what do you mean? Well, I, I pray that God would orient my heart so much towards people that I would feel uh, I, w- I would feel like I, I have nothing I-, I can't do anything but help them. You know when you look in the Bible and you look at people who make these massive impacts, they were greed for people who were hurting. I really do and I, I believe it'll come from a place of celebration that God has given us the opportunity to add this value to love these people. but I hope that we have such a deep desire that There's no other option in our hearts and our minds than to do it, than to love people, than to pursue people, than to help them in whatever challenges they're facing. So I want you to pray for an eagerness. I want you to pray for an obligation. And the last thing I want you to pray for is uh, an unashamed boldness. I'm telling like just an unashamed boldness. And and the the place 
for me, because I feel like we're, we're very bold. Uh, maybe you have a favorite sports team or maybe you have a brand that you're willing to stand up for, whatever it might be. But when it comes to our walk with God, when it comes to fighting for other people, when it comes to pursuing them, where do we fall on the ashamed scale? Are we are we bold? Are we pursuing them? Do we have a just a unashamed pursuit of them, making them the most important priority that we're helping them get closer to God and, and whatever issues are standing in the way of them doing that, that we are willing to help them fight past those things. I want to ask you to pray for an eagerness, for an obligation, and then an unashamed boldness towards pursuing people. And I, I really do believe as we love people, as we help them you know, discover their purpose, as we help them walk in that, we will see so much life change, not only in their life, but in our life. And it, it's just a kingdom principle. Whenever you put other people before yourself and you take care of them, God will either himself take care of you or he will send people to take care of you. I don't know about you. Uh, I can be a pretty selfish person, but I trust God to take care of me better than I trust me to take care of me. And so, again, I'm so proud of you. I want to encourage you, uh, whatever notes that you took during this, that you would take time to pray over them, that you would take time uh, to press in and ask God, hey, what are the actionable steps I need to do? Who's somebody in my life that I want to gain influence with? Who's somebody in my life that I want to help live their best life? And then what is a challenge in their life that I can help them solve? Hey, I love you. I'm so proud of you. I cannot wait to see what God does through you. Hey, if this is helpful for you, uh, right there, go and uh, share the link. I know I do that with podcasts are helpful to me. I share the link. And uh, and if we could get a culture around us going forward where people, are their lives are being changed, where we're gaining spiritual and relational influence with people, uh, not to make our name great, but so that they can live that John 10, 10, that life in life to the full. I believe our world will never be the same. I love you. I'm proud of you. Have a great week.